Welcome to the Project Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Gorey, mom of a sweet baby girl and an ever-evolving entrepreneur. On this show, we will explore the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. We will share stories of moms just like you and me with the goal of fostering community and comfort in knowing that we are not alone in our experiences. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to ensure you get all the updated episodes and releases. Welcome to today's solo episode of the Project Mom podcast. I felt inspired to do an episode or two around self-care because there are so many misconceptions around what it is and what it can be. It's been monetized, commercialized, villainized, internalized, right? But when we get down to the core of it, it means something different to everyone. What lights me up and recharges me may not light you up or recharge you, right? For some, it's physical care, skincare routines, face masks, essential oil baths, candles, etc. For some, it's not that simple. It's deep internal reflective work that allows us to identify patterns and change our behavior so we can create a life that we can thrive in. And that ultimately is what makes us so special. We're all experiencing life differently in ways that are unique and perfect to us. But No matter where you thrive on that spectrum, there is an element of shame and selfishness around it as moms. We are meant to take care of others. We should put our goals on hold until our kids are in school. It'll be easier then. Take care of yourself, but not at the sacrifice of others. Don't talk about your feelings so much. You should be happy. You chose this. Don't be so emotional. It makes others uncomfortable. The gravity of that, right? The pressure put on us to take care of ourselves so that we can show up for others, yet do it in a way that is inconsequential or invisible to others. That is enormous. Does anyone else feel this way? Honestly, like I'm truly curious because now that I've seen this messaging, I can't unsee it. My hope with today's episode is to shed some light on this concept so that we can come back to ourselves and remember that we are already worthy. We are already worthy no matter what we've accomplished today, no matter what we physically look like or what we weigh. We're already worthy if our kids got to school on time or not, if we've made money this week, right? We're already deserving. We are worthy of finding what grounds us, what lights us up, and to give it the time it deserves. And not as a nice to have, but as a priority that deserves volume and attention in our lives. We are already worthy of asking for and receiving help in order to honor ourselves. When I first started on this topic, I did what I usually do. I did a quick Google search. What is self-care? I came across an article in Everyday Health written in 2021 that intrigued me, and I will link it in the show notes. So if anyone wants to take a look, you can. But the definitions that it cited were backed in research and sourced definitions that were used by governing organizations. For example, 
the World Health Organization defines it as the ability of individuals, families, and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. This definition to me feels very physical, intentionally or not. The article also quotes a licensed psychologist who says self-care is anything that you do for yourself that feels nourishing. That can be something that's relaxing or calming, or it can be something that's intellectual or spiritual or physical or practical or something you need to get done. Now, yes, that feels a bit more expansive to me, and to some extent, I agree with it. We should absolutely make sure that we find time to do things that fill our cup, that nourish our mind, our bodies, our souls. And on this level, right, I've prioritized journaling every morning. This gives me an opportunity to settle into my body, to shed light on any emotions that are threatening to take over for the day. I'm able to set an intention just for me before my kid and my partner get up in the morning. And I'm able to quiet my mind and make choices from stillness. Now, I do recognize that this time that I've carved out for myself that I'm sharing right now is at 5.30 in the morning and has no ask of anyone else. But the outcome is extremely valuable to me, which is why I do it. The quiet of my house at that hour actually provides a very physical stillness that plays a very real role in my ability to center myself. Now, I also recognize that this early time isn't always possible. For me, some days my alarm just isn't enough to pull myself out of bed. And those are the days that I remember just how worthy I am of having that space. So I ask my partner to carve out some time to watch our daughter so that I can actually show up for myself, which in turn shows up for them, right? This inner work is a product of two plus years of working with a coach who helps remind me who I am and that I don't have to live in a state of chaos or agitation. I can navigate this life from calm and intention, I had hit a point where I just didn't want to live my life the way I was living it anymore. And many of us aren't there yet, or perhaps we just don't know that we're there yet. And that's okay. And I also hope that many of you can start this work before you hit that place. So I want to take a step back here and just think about the messaging that's being pushed to us. Self-care is face masks, spa days. Nights out, dinner and drinks with mom friends. And yes, all of these have a place in our days, especially if we find joy in them. But think about it. If we're at the spa and our mind is racing and we're thinking about how uncomfortable we feel in our bodies, about what is that woman in the sauna next to me thinking about me right now? I knew I shouldn't have had that donut for breakfast. Or did I pack lunch for the kids so their dad has something to feed them, right? The mental load is there and the list really can go on and on. If we can't settle our minds or be kind to ourselves and we just let our egos run rampant, what good are those spa days or those nights out drinking? A lot of the tools 
that we're seeing as self-care or promoted as self-care feel a lot like maintenance or emergency netting to me, right? These tools get me through the tough moments when I'm in a triggered, heightened state. Yes, these physically nourishing tools help ground me. A bath, a walk in the outdoors, a meditation, a connection with a friend, sure. They all play an invaluable role in our lives because it's a matter of when, not if, these moments show up. But I wonder, what if we actually want to lessen those tough moments? Have those tough moments rear their ugly heads just a little less often? If we're not willing to be reflective and curious about our patterns or forgive some of those moments where we are our toughest critics, how can we get beyond just surviving? I've been diving into this self-work for the last two years, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the tools that have helped me turn inward and identify my needs and my ambitions in a way that make them possible for me to meet and achieve. It has helped me put light on some of my limiting beliefs so that I could navigate them and start aligning myself with my highest purpose. Imagine if we could all align with our highest purpose, the level of healing that could occur in this world, the love we can share, and the ability to pause and not act from fear. The impact we would have would be incredible. There's this phrase that sticks out to me as I'm talking about this. Hurt people hurt people. If we could take a moment to love ourselves and remember that we're already safe, already worthy, no matter what anyone else does or says, perhaps we wouldn't attack those whose beliefs are different from ours. And instead, could we embrace them from what we can learn from them? I don't mean we must adopt the beliefs of others, but to expand our minds to acknowledge that we all experience this world differently, and that is perfect. Anyway, just a few musings for this Monday. If any of this resonates with you, I would love it if you would subscribe and follow along. Share with your friends, or even message me your favorite part. In next week's episode, I will be chatting with Randy Holloway the self-love and business coach who has been one of my biggest supporters and guides in this journey. She will be sharing more about her work and the tools that she's created to help more women remember just how powerful and worthy they are. Be sure to check it out. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please help us out and leave a review wherever you listen and consider sharing with your friends. If you're interested in learning a bit more about the project or want to share your story, please visit our website linked in our show notes below.